Welcome to When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. On tonight's podcast, you'll listen to the Dream Survivor Series teams. I gave everyone $15. You had a list of 25 superstars and 5 managers to choose from to build your Survivor Series team. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy both main events. They're live right after a word from my sponsor. Welcome to When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. This is our 5th or 6th annual Fan Friday. I pose a question on social media every week and get input from various wrestling fans throughout the land. And I want to thank all of them for their input. So, Jonathan, Brian, Coach Gossett, Stephen, Patrick, my brother Joe, Matt Carr, and Porkchop. And myself. So, yes, I just thanked myself on air. I'm alright with that. So, this week's question was you had $15 to spend and build your dream Survivor Series team. So I'm going to run down the list of prices for the stars to start with. And on this one, you had to pick a manager, and all managers were free. So we'll start off with the managers. The managers were Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer, Jimmy Hart, Mr. Fuji, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. So I gave them five choices, and some of the top, if not the top five managers of all time. And you'll see there's a variety of of them used. So we'll start off with the $1 wrestlers. We start off with Mankind, Randy Orton, the big man Yokozuna, Abyss, and CM Punk. Yes, I put Punk as a dollar. There's always a wild card down there, so why not? The $2 wrestlers, Kurt Angle, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Macho Man, The Big Show, and Kane. Not a bad list. couple big guys. Some very technical wrestlers in that group. The $3 group. Y2J, Chris Jericho. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Brett, the Hitman Hart. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. And the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Some heavy hitters in that group. We're getting into the meat of the Survivor Series and meat of the companies. The four dollar wrestlers, The Undertaker, Sting, Triple H, Bill Goldberg, and Andre the Giant. Some legends of the industry. And the five dollar wrestlers. These are probably the top five stars of all time. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, John Cena. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the great one, The Rock. So, those were our $5 wrestlers. So, I posed this on social media. And gave them the limit of $15 to build your team with. So, I have a variety of answers. Alright, so we're going to lead off tonight. The buddy of mine lives in Upper East Tennessee, Jonathan. His team consisted of Stone Cold, Brett the Hitman Hart, Macho Man Randy Savage, oh yeah, 
Sting and CM Punk were the manager of Bobby the Brain Heenan. I love this group. You have some of the best technical guys ever to lace up the boots. Some of the baddest dudes ever to lace up the boots. And some of the most mysterious guys. This group would go far. You've got some high flyers with Macho Man and CM Punk. They didn't have to do it a lot, but they did do it. You've got some technical guys like Bret Hart and Sting. And you've got one of the baddest dudes ever, Stone Cold, to walk a mud hole dry in all of it. And arguably one of the top managers of all time, too, and Bobby the Brain Heenan to do all the talking for him. This group would never have to speak, and I love it. So great team, Jonathan. I'd love to see all these teams in a match together. Some of them would be difficult because of passing, but I would love in their primes to see these teams we're going to talk about tonight go against each other. Next up is Coach Gossett. He had the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Triple H, HBK, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and Randy Orton with the manager of Bobby the Brain Heenan. You have some of the best technical stars ever with Kurt Angle and Ric Flair. Some of the best mind games ever with Randy Orton and Triple H. And then you throw in HBK, who can flip on a moment's notice. The first two teams, I want to see fight. I would love to see Jonathan's team go against Coach Gossett's team. Because what a match that would be. To see those legends against each other. I would love it. And of course, the manager of both of them is Bobby the Brain. So we'll see which one he turns on. Next up is Stevens. He went with a heel faction. I'll call it that. Y2J, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, Randy Orton, and Stone Cold. With the best talking manager of all time, Paul Heyman. One would say this could be a dangerous alliance. As a ode to Paul E. Dangerously. But now this team, these guys would much rather... Just beat the heck out of you, let alone talk to you. In the ring, they would just walk up, punch you, kick you, knock you out, clock out, go home, go on to the next show. Great team, Stephen. Great, great team. And even if you didn't want Heyman to talk, you've got Stone Cold on the mic, CM Punk on the mic, Jericho, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Orton doesn't have to say a word. Ever. I would love to see this team in action. Next up is a buddy of mine, Patrick. He put a team together. Said it was a difficult choice. And I agree, his team is quite large. And I love it. You have John Cena, the top star of Ruthless Aggression and that carried the company through that time period. You have Sting. You have Brock Lesnar, the Beast. The man has only held world titles in his career. That's it. As much as I hate him, he's very great at that aspect. Next up is the world's largest athlete, 
the big show and his weapon of mass destruction in his with his fist. And then once again, you've got Randy Orton. He's making a trend on these lists, y'all. Orton is one of the best Survivor Series competitors of all time. And for the second time in a row, the manager, Paul Heyman. I love it. Love. Heyman gets a lot of play on these lists. A lot of play. This team would be physically hard to move. Could you imagine a nice right hand from the Big Show turn around to an RKO or an F5 after an AA into the Scorpion Death Death Lock? Come on, y'all. This team would be very, very tough to beat. Next up on our list, we have Matty Ice, who had to call into the bullpen last second to get his, but thank you, Matt, for submitting this. He has Stone Cold, CM Punk, the American Dream of Duddy Rhodes, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, oh yeah, and Triple H, with once again the manager of Paul Heyman. This group, I mean, you've got some great talkers, all five of, all six of these guys in Matt's team. Can talk the talk and walk the walk. I love it. The wild card in this group is Dusty Rhodes. One of the best promo guys, if not the greatest of all time, in Dusty Rhodes. And very entertaining in the ring. Very entertaining. Even if it's in black trunks with yellow polka dots. Or yellow trunks with black polka dots. Dusty Rhodes made it work. CM Punk is a very interesting pick, and I love it. I think people want to see him back in the ring, and I think Survivor Series may be it. Survivor Series, SummerSlam, depends on which one of them we actually get to first with this virus that's going around. Great team, Matt. Great team. Next up on our list is Yawn Man, one of the four beasts of wrestling on the podcast. He hated it a little different than everybody else, and I love it. He took it and broke it into two different teams. He has a team of four and a team of five. Two different managers, two different styles. His team of four is Hulk Hogan, The Rock, The Undertaker, and Mankind. All managed by Jimmy Hart. And I didn't know this till Brian said it. Jimmy Hart was never employed by WWE. Jimmy Hart was Hulk Hogan's personal manager. I never would have known this had Brian not told me. So thank you for that little tidbit, Brian. You get that little gold star for the podcast. So that was Brian's team of four. Hulk Hogan, The Rock, The Undertaker, and Mankind. Four of the hardest workers ever in the business. Even though Hulk Hogan only had like three moves, made it work. And then you have one, I called him the most underrated star of all time in Mankind. Brian's team of five now. Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Sting, Abyss, and Kane. All managed by Paul 
Bear. Oh, yes! Paul Bear is the perfect manager for this team of doom. I love it. You have three of the largest men to ever get in a ring with Taker, Kane, and Abyss. Three of the darkest men. Three of the biggest men that will just get in there, kick your butt, and go home. Then you throw in a technician like Sting and the mind games he plays. And you top it off with the captain of the team, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold. Of all the teams so far, this team would probably be one of my top two to compete in the match. I would love to see him. I would pick this team to have a chance to win. They have longevity, they have size, and they have great leadership. So that is our first main event of two. I want to thank those. So we thank Jonathan, Yon Man, Coach Gossett, Stephen, Patrick, Matty Ice for sending theirs in. So that was our first main event. We'll take a little break and go on to our second main event. So I want to break down and give a huge shout out to a couple gentlemen that helped me get started on the podcast and a couple that have joined me on here. I want to send a huge shout out to Matty Ice and Porkchop. Without those two gentlemen, I would have never got started on the podcast path and would never have even thought about making a podcast. So I joined theirs on Sportsball Mania when they first started it. And I thought, you know what, I want to start my own. So I want to thank those two gentlemen for getting me started. And I want to thank Little Cuz, Matty Ice, and Yawn Man. The, th- the four of us are the four beasts of wrestling when it comes to this podcast. Without these four gentlemen, three gentlemen, I would have no one to talk to about wrestling. These guys stay engaged. They love the business. I want to thank them. So from the bottom of my heart, gentlemen, thank you. And I hope we continue fighting down the road. All right, and welcome back to our second main event of our Fan Friday podcast, little Survivor Series edition. I've got a new guest with me. Say hello. Hello. So this is my younger brother, Joe, little cuz, whatever you want to call him. I've, both of us have been called a lot worse. We're both coaches. We've been called worse <laughs> than our actual names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to lead off with Porkchop's team, and then we'll get to yours. Okay. So Pork Chop took a little different approach to this than anyone else on this. He used his 15 bucks very, very wisely. His team consists of the great one, The Rock. Okay. The, under, the Undertaker. Kane. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Randy Orton. And CM Punk. Okay. All managed... By Paul Bearer. Interesting. Hey, I love it. This team is some of the best mind games players in the history of the industry. Minus oh. The Rock. The Rock oh. would just flat out tell you, he listen, I'm gonna kick your butt. Oh yeah. And but the other five play mind games like nobody's business, except for probably Piper. He just smacks you with a coconut. Yeah. And then causes so, break problems. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, for that great segment. Mm-hmm. 
All right, next up, we're going to go ahead and go to your team, Joe. You want to tell us or you want me to read it off for you? Uh, my team was John Cena. Okay. I, I took one from each cat. I, I took one from each dollar amount. Yeah. Uh, I took John Cena, <clears throat> Triple H, Brock Lesnar, Kane, and CM Punk. Okay, who's your manager? Uh, Paul Heyman. Ooh, the greatest man- talking. Mainly because he managed both Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. Very true. Very true. He's still the greatest talking manager of all time. Oh, there's no question. And, I mean, arguably, I didn't know until I was watching a little video on YouTube. You know, Brock Lesnar, the only titles he has ever won are world championships. Yeah. I had never realized that. But you've put together a heck of a team. You've got... The WWE top world title holder and John Cena, contrary to their talk, Ric Flair didn't win 16 belts in the company. No, no, he didn't. Triple H, who ranks, I think he's got 13 of them. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, who's, he takes the belt back to Canada, and that's where he hangs out for 395 days. Kane, who has held the belt on and off, but never really had to have the belt. Is a, is, a, is a Royal Rumble master. Correct. He's probably the greatest Royal Rumble participant and person of all time. Because he holds, he, I know he holds the all-time elimination record. And I think he holds the, I think he holds the record for most appearances. I would say, yeah, it's I either, know Kofi, it, I know, I know Kofi's getting close. It's either him or Goldust. Yeah, I know, I know those, those are probably one and two. I know Kofi is getting close because the other ones have stopped being in them. But you've also got on this team CM Punk, who is the longest reigning, if I'm correct. Or did AJ break that record? Is he still the longest reigning world champion? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. I, if, I, I think I, AJ I think, may have broke it. I think AJ was like a couple days short of it. So it's either Styles or Punk. So, but I mean, this team, they're going to walk in there, kick some ass, clock you out, and go home. Oh, yeah. So, hey, I give you credit. That's a phenomenal team. Mm-hmm. So next up, and the last one on the docket is my team. I went a little different, different approach. Now, originally, I had taken one from every group like you did. I thought it would be cool, but... I will be. I will say this: nobody picked Andre Goldberg, uh, Yokozuna. There's the only ones. Andre Goldberg and Yokozuna were the only ones not on anybody's team, and Mr. Fuji. So my team consisted of the Undertaker. Of course, I'm not going to go into battle without my favorite guy of all time. Sting, you know, WCW's equivalent of The Undertaker. Chris Jericho, Y2J. This man has done the done great business anywhere he's been. HBK, Shawn Michaels. Just because I want the Sweet Chin music in my team. That's the only reason. And the dark horse of my team, the stalwart of TNA Abyss. Interesting. 
when I think, I mean, the rumor was Abyss was going to come to WWE and fight Taker at WrestleMania 25. It was a chance to end the streak. That's how he was going to be debuted, is ending Taker's streak at 25. Mm-hmm. Now he works backstage in a producer role. I wish they'd still give him a run in the company. Yeah. But I had to pick. Abyss was the, when I think of TNA, I think of Abyss. Yeah. He is a lot like Taker and Sting. Neither one of them had to have the title, but they carried the industry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look, when I started watching TNA, you had Styles, Samoa Joe, James Storm, Abyss, and Sting. Those were the guys that carried the flag. Yeah. None of those guys are there. Mm-mm. None of them. James Storm is now in NWA. Mm-hmm. I would fighting. Come... See, he's fighting with Magnus for the uh, title there. Yeah, I would love to see James Storm form beer money in WWE with Bobby Roode. Kazarian, I was like, Kazarian and Daniels are in AEW. Yep. Along yeah, with Matt Abyss, Hardy. Abyss, Abyss isn't even working anymore. Yeah, well, no, not as a performer, but he's backstage at WWE. Yeah. And, of course, my manager, who else would I ever pick? Paul Brother Bear. Paul <laughs> Bear. You're right. That's who I picked. I picked Paul Bear to lead this team of, I just call them misfits, because that's what they are. <clears throat> They're the ones that never really had to have the belt, minus HBK. They're not misfits? No, no, no. They're not misfits. <laughs> and I would be willing to switch out HBK and Bret Hart if I wanted to. Even though Bret Hart matches bore me like nobody's business. Yeah. Now, but, were, were we allowing one substitute in case pers- in case that person got hurt? Yeah, who would be your substitute? Mine probably would be Orton. Okay. Either Orton or, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Jericho. Nice. Those would be nice ones. Because I mean, Lord only knows if Lord, well, Jericho, in case Brock doesn't, Brock doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll discuss that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Unless you hadn't seen that report yet. No. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. I would probably, if like Taker or Sting got hurt, because these are older guys. <laughs> but I mean, if they're prime, I'm taking Andre the Giant. Yeah. Did you hear a duck quack? No. Okay, good. I heard it in my end. My text message went <laughs> off. I'm leaving that in the video. But if Taker or Sting got hurt, I'm taking Andre the Giant and Bill Goldberg to replace those two. Yeah. You have arguably the largest spectacle of all time in Andre the Giant. And well, yeah. as, much as, as, as much as I dislike Bill Oldberg, the dinosaur from WCW, the man could spear and jackhammer and go on. Well, unless it's the fiend and he just spears and then hits him with the bro hammer, bro. That was not the bro hammer. That was depressing. (laughs) Well, that's Bill Oldberg's matches. I'm really hoping. I don't understand why they gave him the belt. So we'll just continue with this to talk about WrestleMania. I think I just said Tatanka. I did. I did find the uh, Royal Rumble appearance things. Okay. Uh, Kane has 19, and the next closest three are Goldust, Ziggler, and Kofi Kingston at 13. Oh, wow. So Ziggler and Kofi this next year will break 
will come second all time. Yeah. And then Shawn Michaels, Orton, and Big Show are all at 12. Awesome. So, we're going to go into the little WrestleMania talk when we talk <laughs> about Bill Oldberg. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I disagreed with him taking the belt. And I'm really hoping that WrestleMania gets postponed because him and Roman Reigns in a match with no fans is like the world's longest pee break. Yeah. I mean, no. who's going to pop when you spear each other? Nobody. There's nobody there. They're already not doing the Andre Battle Royal and the Women's Battle Royal because it breaks CDC code for people in the same area at the same time. How many people were they expecting to put it in there? Because the CDC thing's only like 50 or, 50 or more. Nope, it's been down to like 10 now. Interesting. Yeah, so they can't have those battle royals because there's more than that. That's the same thing. They were told, that's why they've had no fans or no talent, that they can't have, in the state of Florida, you only can have essential people in the arena. That's why they oh. haven't put fans out there. I don't know how AEW got around it. Well, that's why that's why uh, Triple H did camera work the other day. Yep. I mean, yeah, he was doing commentary too, but which was hysterical, and I loved it. But he was doing the camera work too because they really didn't have the staff employed. Correct, and I don't know how AEW got around having the wrestlers out there. <laughs> I don't because... think AEW cares. <laughs> no, I'm, but who knows? The odds are they're going to get fined. So, like I talked about earlier with Brock Lesnar. In case you haven't heard, the latest report that came out today is Brock Lesnar may no-show WrestleMania. That doesn't surprise me. Because Canada has locked its borders. Guess where his farm is? In Canada. Correct. He cannot travel outside of Canada. So does that mean that he automatically forfeits the title? (laughs) No, of course not. Because if they went by that rule, he would have given it up months ago. But, no, he may not be at WrestleMania because he cannot get out of Canada. Interesting. (laughs) So, I mean, of the biggest coup Brock Lesnar will ever pull, let's let it be that one. And there's a lot – I was reading a report before we started. A lot of the wrestlers now are hoping that WrestleMania gets postponed. I mean, yeah. Because I understand having it – in the performance center due to the risk of the coronavirus. Yep. Just postpone it then. They have a show in Madison Square Garden on June 7th. Postpone it two months. Yeah. That's all it is. Just give us two months of more buildup and go or, from there. Or at least a month. Yeah. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure we could live with another month of buildup between Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Because then, guess what? That means Brock Lesnar has to show up. Correct. So, that is our WWE portion. We're going to end our Fan Friday with a little AEW action here. So, what did you think of Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, being the exalted one that they've teased I, for weeks? I liked it. I watched, I, watched, I watched the promo, the thing that AEW put on YouTube. It was a little choppy, but it's better than anything I could pull off. Hey, I love the uh, shots that he took at Vince McMahon 
Rachel oh, yeah. Christopher Daniels, you're not the first crazy old man that didn't believe in me. Did you, I did you see what he did in the ring? Nuts. Yes, the Sister Abigail into the clothesline. He almost hit the Sister Abigail. I mean, essentially, they have taken Luke Harper, made him Brody Lee, and he's their version of Bray Wyatt. Yes. That's exactly what he is. He is their Bray Wyatt when Wyatt debuted. Mm-hmm. This is their version. This would be like if Bray Wyatt took over the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, I'm really hoping they're going to do big things. And I wish, wish both companies would stop having empty performance and empty matches because both of those debuts were wasted because nobody was in the crowd. But broken Matt Hardy would, worked because had he been in the crowd, people would have seen him and reacted a whole lot quicker. Correct. They would have. It, it, it was a bigger and shock the, and awe value. The original plan I saw... And the reason they didn't do it, they was going to do it in Rochester. They couldn't fly the drone inside the arena at Rochester. Why? They were going because of uh, guidelines being that close to the airport. Mm, Well, yeah. And then they were going to have Orange Cassidy in the ring going, and have him look up at the drone and then turn and point up to where Matt Hardy was. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, it would have it would have worked, but I do like I did like the little bits and vignettes beforehand with Matt Hardy on the uh, Hardy compound. Yes, the free the delete stuff. Bucks Uh, of youth, (laughs) the bucks of youth. Oh, so we're gonna end today. So I got Walmart now carries WrestleMania wrestling cards. If you haven't seen them yet, Mm -hmm. I got a box of them the other day and did some did a little unboxing with it. And I got there's one special card per box. I got an official card with a piece of the WrestleMania ring that was in the Iconics match. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's got Billy Kay on it. You know, when she looked like Maleficent. She still looks like Maleficent. What's your point? Well, they're supposed to be repackaging them into NXT. But Well, I mean, so, Peyton Royce has been hurt for the past six months. That's true. All right, so we're going to close. Do you have any final words? Yep. Well, I'll tell you this. Unlike everything else, we were not shut down by the coronavirus, and we were not in a performance center that was empty. So (laughs) I want to thank you for joining me on the second main event of the podcast. Practicing the safe part of social distancing. Absolutely social distancing for the win. Give me a hell yeah like Stone Cold asked the crowd on Monday night. Woo! Yep. Good evening. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed tonight's episode of Fan Friday on When the Bell Tolls with Big Cuz. You got to listen to uh, a breakdown of everyone's Survivor Series team. So I want to thank Stephen, Patrick, Brian, Joe, Matty Ice, Porkchop, Jonathan, and Coach Gossett for submitting teams. Thank you, gentlemen, for helping make my podcast a success. So, remember, when the bell tolls, the match is over.